Welcome to the Agent of Wealth podcast with Mark Boudis from Boudis Financial. In this podcast, Mark helps guide you towards financial freedom, ensure you never run out of money, and create a balance in life that prioritizes what is most important to you. Join us for this journey as Mark draws from years of expertise and guest experts to solve the multiple wealth building challenges involved in your financial life. Welcome back to the Agent of Wealth. This is your host, Mark Bowdis. On today's show, we brought on a special guest, Irina Podobnia. Irina is the founder of TrackMage, a software for e-commerce sellers that helps them track packages. Her journey started from running a fulfillment center in China for two and a half years. She then went on to launch a software as a service company completely remotely without external funding. She's also a business consultant who specializes in operations and process optimization, and her efforts there have helped over 50 companies deliver outstanding results. Today, Irina is joining me to share tips for growing e-commerce companies that need help optimizing their process and standing out in a highly competitive market. Irina, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, uh, and I definitely would love to talk about the current topic because e-commerce businesses, we can always benefit from uh, any extra optimization. One of the hardest models, I believe, on the market because when you're selling just digital products, you don't have to deal with a lot of operations. You just have to deal with marketing operations. But when you're selling physical products, you also have logistics, you have warehouse management, other stuff. Yeah. So I guess, how did you get into specializing in this type of, of business, optimizing business processes? Yeah. Well, kind of grew organically just because uh, originally when I left my nine to five, I went to China and started a fulfillment center. We had no plan when we were going to China, and uh, we we thought that uh, it was a really good idea to uh, get into uh, the product businesses. Like uh, literally, we thought that we are going to find the best suppliers, uh, and we sort of stumbled uh, into the entire logistics. But I wasn't novice uh, in that industry, uh, by the way. Previously, I was working as a sales or expert uh, manager in a company that was selling the frozen berries uh, in bulk. So I had to deal with containers, with uh, just shipping abroad, with invoices, bill of lading, like all that stuff. Uh, so it was uh, like it was quite different uh, when we went to China and uh, we had to deal with uh, smaller batches or even uh, just uh, packages that were sent uh, from person to person. So what what are some of the challenges now that you're seeing in e-commerce businesses, just the overall? Well, overall, right now, just due to COVID-19 and the impact of the supply chain crisis, basically, e-commerce businesses, they had to restructure their entire sourcing strategy. Previously, it was possible to source from China, and the delivery times were not as drastic as they are today. Because right now, you need to plan maybe even three months ahead or five months ahead to get the inventory to the warehouse or uh, on-premises, wherever you are. Previously, it wasn't as drastic. Uh, and you had uh, like you had uh, even the opportunity to drop ship from China uh, where the customers we, we didn't mind uh, maybe two weeks delivery but now when the beginner e-commerce businesses they don't have enough uh, funding for inventory or for just keeping stock they have to invest up front even without knowing if the product will sell because if they don't they will have to deal with this long shipping time and customers are likely to refund while we're waiting or even before because <laughs> they're going to see like okay the delivery time is in two months what <laughs> like i'm going to click refund yeah so you see more on the the businesses figuring out how to deal with these long fulfillment times rather than 
looking for other avenues of sourcing from than than China or than some of the other countries that are taking a long time? Uh, I believe it's uh, a mixture of both. So if we can source the products from uh, local companies, they will definitely go this uh, way. Uh, and uh, it's not uncommon for people to source, uh, for example, if they're selling in U.S. market, they will source from U.S. Uh, suppliers. And that definitely, like, it used to be more costly, uh, but now the costs are comparable again. And the only products that are probably uh, still dependent on China or manufacturing, basically, are private labels, where you cannot source it elsewhere. It's just your specific product with your print, with your custom logo, with everything <laughs> that you cannot just outsource and, or buy from another supplier. So these brands, they just have to deal with longer delivery times and longer forecasting and planning. Because again, we understand how the seasonality works, uh, for example, in clothes business, closer to the holiday season, everyone just wants to buy something. Because there's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Thanksgiving, and etc., etc., and you just have to have uh, enough inventory to satisfy the demand, just because it's there. And that's why usually, like, again, forecasting is one thing, and then being left with all the stock in the warehouse <laughs> is another. So there is always a risk. So it just became more risky for those businesses that don't have enough cash flow. And they have to just deal with uh, excess inventory and they have to understand like how to liquidate it even uh, or how to do like the sale after the sale. Mm -hmm. Is it even more complex now? Because not only is there longer lead times, but now you have this recession that's looming for 2023 where I'm sure companies are worried. All right, if I have to really prepay a lot of this stuff up front, what happens not just if the product isn't a success, but what if there's a, a recession and maybe it's a severe recession and no one's buying anything? Wow. How should companies think about that in terms of their planning? Well, I believe we can employ uh, some mixed strategies where you can uh, source some of your supply from local companies and uh, you can introduce the products that are not going to be dependent from your overseas suppliers. That's one thing. Another thing would be to optimize the cost whenever possible just because you don't want to lock all your funds in inventory or lock your funds in, in transit. You don't even have it in the warehouse where you can just literally, like in bulk, you can uh, sell it to somebody else to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. With wholesalers as well, planning the demand is tricky right now. Uh, so it, I would recommend maybe shifting more from the push strategy where you have all the pre-planned inventory and you already forecast sales towards uh, like 50-50 push and pull, where you measure how well the market is reacting and then you start ordering more product. Still, it's uh, there is another risk that you're going to run out of inventory and the customers will not be able to buy what they wanted to buy. But that risk is much lower than being stuck with that inventory because you already invested the money, you already invested the shipping, then you have to pay the stocking fees if you are using the fulfillment center or your warehousing partner. It all depends on sales. Right. So with all this being in the picture, people still buy products and they buy products not only for necessity, but also for leisure. Uh, so if you just make it interesting enough for them to buy, they will still buy, regardless of like, uh, is there a recession or not. But that only accounts for the products that are not in the luxury price range. So if you are selling luxury products, it might be a good idea to really forecast and like really crunch the numbers to see how your product sales are going to be affected by the recession. Just because when the recession is coming, people stop buying luxury products. 
a lot of what you mentioned is kind of the business managing its operations and its lead time and its supply. Is there anything that, that maybe the business can do to manage the customer's expectations? Or, you know, I, I'm in your boat. I, I like that example you gave when I try and buy something and I see, oh, you're going to get this in two and three months. And it's like, no way. You know, I guess we've come to the expectation of, you know, the Amazon's basically conditioned us to click on something and it shows up the next day. What can a business do so that they don't have disgruntled customers who are refunding everything aside, you know, in addition to obviously trying to get their lead times or where they're sourcing things from? Well, I would start from the beginning, uh, like from sourcing the products that customers cannot easily buy on the very next door shop. If you sell something unique, uh, the customers are, are more patient and they are going to wait for the product. But when there is another, like the flip side of the coin, the customers are going to be patient, yes, but they're not going to wait forever. And if you have a long delivery time and you have to manage the expectation, so you should notify your customer about all the delays or all the whereabouts of a parcel. Uh, that's actually what TrackMage does. We have a functionality to notify the customers on autopilot wherever the uh, packages in transit, uh, when it gets delivered to the local post office, but it can be collected. And whenever it gets delivered, we also help businesses collect reviews from the customers, just-in-time reviews, because there are uh, certain cases where the uh, email automation fires just a bit too early. The customer hasn't received the product yet, and then uh, they uh, get a request to submit a review for the product they haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. I know reviews are popular now. I know a lot of people, you know, when we're making that decision to purchase something, we'll go to Google, we'll go to Amazon, we'll look and we'll see what reviews are. How does TrackMage acquire reviews and then what does it do with them once it does get them from the customer? Uh, so here is what happens when the customer re receives a package and TrackMage is already connected to the store. There is an email that goes out to the customer and they, on it, and they see the tracking page with a form to leave their review. Uh, they leave their star rating and they submit their comment. And this review, it gets stored in TrackMage. It doesn't get published on your product pages or it doesn't get published on your website unless you want to. Uh, then those reviews, they are in the system. And if a review is negative, you can address the concern of a customer and you can reach out to them via email or phone number uh, just to address the problem. And you can also evaluate how well your business is doing by their reviews. Because customers, when they, whenever they are happy, they rarely leave reviews. Like only one in five customers is going to leave a review. Uh, we've seen that at scale. <laughs> so like in 10,000 orders, uh, we got uh, 2,150 reviews for one of uh, clients. Basically, uh, they create an animated series on YouTube called Metal Family. Uh, so like we got from 2,150 reviews like from 10,000 orders of comic books. So what tends to happen is that customers, when they are happy, they leave reviews only one in five. But when they're not happy, they're going to tell everybody. They're going to like leave a review like 100%. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> so uh, when you are dealing with negative feedback, it's better to address the issue right away. Uh, and when there is a new negative review, it's probably better to reach out to the customer and make sure that they are happy. Because one negative review can even become part of history. So it's important to manage your reputation and also manage the customer expectations and also retain customers because reviews are directly related to the social proof that can help you sell more products. Yeah. And once you get enough reviews, they are uh, basically free advertisements for your own product because every review is actual customer's experience and actual story uh, that is told about your product. 
And a lot of companies uh, currently, they, they allow to share their reviews on social media or, or they even run contests uh, for the uh, customers who bought certain product, like, okay, make a TikTok video and then they're going to select the winner. So there is a lot you can do with reviews. Like reviews act as the indicator of the health of your operations uh, and uh, also they help with your marketing because happy customers, when they spread the words, you get more sales. Mm -hmm. No, that definitely makes sense. One thing you hear, whether it's like someone individually or a business is, oh, a recession's coming, cut costs, scale back, do this, do that. I guess this is a question whether it's a re whether a recession's coming or not, but what are some other things that a business can do to cut operational costs, or, or are there some tips that you have that we haven't discussed that maybe a business can do? Well, there are a lot of businesses, for example, in e-commerce, where are using uh, mainstream shipping suppliers like UPS or FedEx or DHL, and then they don't diversify uh, channels. They don't use multi-carrier shipping. That's uh, probably another part of optimization where you can select suppliers for shipping that are not that mainstream, that are not that popular, uh, but they might offer you better prices, shorter delivery times, better optimized logistics. Uh, so like considering omni-channel shipping might be an interesting idea to just tinker with. Uh, because right now, after the holiday season is going to be over, there is going to be a little bit of quiet time where you can sit down with your team and uh, evaluate like what went well, what didn't go well, and what we should optimize. Also see... For example, for dropshipping businesses, what could be optimized is just finding reliable suppliers. Because in dropshipping businesses, you have to also uh, monitor how your suppliers are shipping the products. Are they doing it on time or if there are some complaints? So you can also uh, see if you can find different suppliers. So I would say the key for optimization would be to first identify what the root cause is for the uh, profit leak or like the margin dropping uh, on specific product. And then see how you can uh, diversify the channels and how you can avoid that. So instead of having one uh, single supplier, you can have two, three maybe, four. And in that case, you will be always in this position where you have the choice. But if you are just tied to one single supplier, you usually you are held hostage by this relationship. And regardless of what they do, if you don't want to be left without the product for Christmas sale, for example, you will do whatever they want so that you just get your, your supply. Are there any parts of the, so let's say from when that customer places the order to when they get it, that lend itself to being automated more than, you know, maybe some other ones or, or some ones that are manual processes can, can the entire cycle be automated or is there a good chunk of it that can be automated? Well, it depends on what kind of model the business is running on. So if you are working in wholesale, a lot can be automated, like 100% can be automated. Like the customer places the order, it goes to the supplier, then the supplier just fulfills the order and it gets shipped. Like that's in the ideal world. Unfortunately, we all deal with people and people, they respond better not to an automated message that's going to come uh, based on the delivery date, but to a real person reaching out and asking like, where is my shipment? Why is it late? Uh, with retailers, there are various methods how you can optimize your logistics times and like how you can optimize uh, even the purchasing and uh, delivery and etc. So the more tools you employ, for example, like with TrackMage, you can use TrackMage as the central hub between you and your uh, Chinese supplier or whichever supplier you're using, where you will see all the orders and shipments like displayed on the single screen. 
And another thing that you could do is just by analytics, you will be able to see which are more popular, not just like suppliers, but also which carriers and which destinations are more popular. And then double down on whatever is popular. Again, optimization is not always part of the cutting costs. Sometimes it's just making the better choice with not just having to stick to the same supplier just because we've been doing this for 20 years before that. Usually people don't realize one thing. You get what you tolerate. Like the more uh, drastic measures the supplier introduces like over time, it's this effect of the boiled frog where you, you don't even realize that you are paying marginally higher price when you actually started working with a supplier. You're dealing with uh, bad customer support, for example, or like long delivery times and whatever, whatnot. But then the, the force of habit just locks you in this relationship. So sometimes it's just about making a better choice and optimizing not just specific bits and pieces, but the entire relationship. It takes a little bit of courage, but again, trying maybe with small amounts, like you don't have to buy everything from one supplier. You could just buy like a portion of your uh, inventory from a different supplier and see if they are good. Maybe you will find somebody better. Mm -hmm. We've been talking a lot about the operations, the logistics, the cold controlling expenses side, but what about the other side of it, the revenue side? What are some things that uh, e-commerce companies can do to bring more revenue into the company? I'm glad you asked. Basically, upselling and uh, selling to the same customers is untapped part of revenue. The recession, the acquisition costs, uh, they are growing to, like, that's a debatable subject because I believe right now a lot of people are cutting their expenses on advertising and that's why advertising becomes cheaper. So it's probably better to double down on advertising because if you have a spare budget, uh, you can just, uh, instead of buying extra inventory, you could buy more ads. And this way you could win. Another thing would be to retain every customer at all costs. Because every customer, they have their own expectations. And once the customer buys from you, the probability of them buying from you again, it sky, uh, skyrockets with every s- single purchase. Like uh, from 27% more to 47% more than 57%. So it's like on the third purchase, that's the customer for life. Unless you really offend that customer, or you royally screw up. So optimizing the customer journey and making it as seamless as possible and making sure that the customers are still loyal to the brand, that's the long-term strategy. So if you stop prioritizing just like the short-term money grab uh, and go for a long-term strategy and uh, maybe like a little bit, uh, like maybe a year ahead, that always pays. Uh, Because uh, the more customers you have uh, in your uh, orbit of the business, uh, the more uh, customers you can actually... Uh, get into the business. Because again, reviews, they are social proof and they bring customers from social media or from other outlets uh, where the customers, even just like by word of mouth, they will share the experience. And then you can always upsell the same customers because they already bought from you and they understand what they're getting. So what we've seen with TrackMage is that while the customers are waiting for the order, they buy from 5 to 10% more just because they were looking at the products when they were waiting for the package. And I've been one of those impatient people too. Uh, So once I ordered the package, I checked the tracking page maybe like seven times. I've been literally just tracking my own behavior to understand how the customers are feeling. And whenever I'm not getting the information or I'm getting the wrong information, oh yes, mistakes, optimizing the mistakes and lowering the amount of defects 
uh, in the process. That's another great optimization technique. Uh, and uh, I, <laughs> I'm a little bit biased here, but uh, I'm Lean Six Sigma certified, uh, and that's why I believe that for e-commerce businesses especially, uh, Lean Six Sigma is the best tool that you could use, at least for the product side. Uh, for the marketing side, it's not that easy. But for the product side, definitely just like with customer support, with all the inquiries, with shipments and like suppliers' performance, you could do a lot with Lean Six Sigma. So just on that topic and then even on what you were talking about earlier about, you know, how much more it costs to get a new customer right, versus retaining or upselling an existing one, how does a company kind of figure out how to, one, assemble that data and then how do they interpret it or actually use it to improve their process that they're doing? Well, I will say that uh, just having some tools and keeping track of all the orders, I'm spoiled by the systems of the caliber of uh, like Shopify, WooCommerce, like where you get the analytics and you get the information. Uh, but I understand that not all the businesses, they have that. So we have to deal with other interesting systems where it's not that straightforward. Uh, so I would say if you have not yet, just create consolidated reports where you see the performance overall and you see the end-to-end analytics. The idea would be to optimize and see where you're losing money. Because like the more leaks you fix in this uh, process, the bigger the outcome is. Uh, and again, we always jump to conclusions because usually people don't bother asking enough whys when they're optimizing the process. They're just jumping to a conclusion like, oh, yes, uh, we're losing money here just because the shipping time is too long. But maybe it's not the shipping time. Maybe it's just like this additional thing that you are not sending emails to the customers and telling them where the package is and when is it getting to them. So they are like they are anxious. They don't know anything. They pester your customer support, which also increases the cost because you have to pay those uh, people. Uh, so the more automated you make this, and uh, the best automation, I believe, prevents all those issues. It doesn't have to be reactive. It can be proactive. If a customer already knows, they will not ask a question. And this uh, thus you will not uh, have to uh, pay you, the customer support agent, and thus you will not have to deal with any angry customers or even any inquiries. Yeah, make, makes sense. Well, we're just about out of time. Irina, I want to thank you for being on the show today. You gave some great info on how a business owner can optimize their uh, e-commerce business, how they can uh, make their process more efficient. How best can someone reach out to you, find out more information about what you, what TrackMage does? I believe the best way to reach out to us uh, would be to visit our homepage, trackmage.com. Also, we are available on most of the social media. Uh, so, at trackmage on any platform is going to <laughs> probably lead us uh, to trackmage.com. That's how you can reach out. Perfect. We'll link to all that in the, in the show notes. Again, thank you for being on, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Thank you for listening to the Agent of Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Boutis Financial. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial planning and investment advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investments and financial planning.